0: Taiwan reported 14 local cases and 40 imported cases of COVID on Sunday. CECC Commander Chen Shih-chung said the local outbreak is coming under control as several transmission chains are being contained. As for the prospect of returning to zero local infections, Chen said February 10th is the earliest day before that can be determined. Of the 14 new local cases today, five are from a kindergarten linked to a hot pot restaurant in Taoyuan. Another five are from a Kaohsiung kindergarten linked to the Evergreen Resort Hotel in Yilan. The remaining four were found to be infected during quarantine. Ever since the discovery of the COVID cluster in the Evergreen Resort Hotel in Yilan's Jiaoshi Township last week, hotels in the Hot Spring Town have been hit by a wave of room cancellations. The 140 hotels in the area are usually fully booked during the Lunar New Year holiday, but this year, more than 40 percent of rooms are now vacant. Even the usually bustling night market downtown is empty. With not only the tourists, but the vendors themselves staying home.
1: The Lunar New Year holiday has begun, but downtown Jiaosi is practically a ghost town. The night market is usually throbbing with life, but tonight half of the stalls are closed, not to mention the absence of tourists.
0: There are very few, extremely few people. All the years I've been working here, I've never seen so few people. Many vendors are staying home. There's no money to be made if you came out. There were a lot of people during the hot spring festival, but now it's super empty. It's pathetic. This new year will be hard to celebrate. I can't find a reason to celebrate it.
1: According to the local tourism association, only 50 to 60 percent of the rooms in the town's 140 hotels are booked, a stark contrast to the usual site of no vacancy signs during this time of year. think the of the city even National Freeway Number no. 5, the main artery between Taipei and Yilan, is flowing smoothly, a rare sight at this time of year. As COVID rears its ugly head again, potential tourists have decided to stay home, and tourism operators can only grin and bear it, hoping for an early end to the crisis.
0: President Tsai Ing-wen paid a visit Sunday morning to the Joint Disaster Prevention Center in Taipei Main Station, where she reiterated the importance of epidemic prevention work. The presidential office also released a video of Tsai's Lunar New Year address. In the video, the president thanked all those involved in keeping the nation running during the holiday. She also recounted Taiwan's challenges and achievements over the past year. Finally, she urged the public to get fully vaccinated as the nation continues to fight against COVID.
1: With the Year of the Tiger just around the corner, President Tsai addressed the people over a video on the occasion of Spring Festival.
0: First, I'd like to thank all the military, the police, firefighting, and Coast Guard personnel for standing guard on their posts. Also, to our medical personnel, convenience store clerks who are on duty, truck drivers, delivery persons, and many others who are providing the public with needed services, I'd like to express my gratitude too.
1: The president expressed her thanks to those keeping watch during the holidays. She also related the challenges that confronted the country over the past year.
0: Facing the worst drought of the century, we conserved water and tapped into alternative sources of water. We also took the opportunity to clear our water systems of sediments and debris. In the four-in-one referendum, we jointly decided on a path for our nation's development. In solidarity, we got to witness Taiwan's stellar economic growth which surpassed 6% last year, an 11-year high.
1: Taiwan is no stranger to challenges, but the country has always managed to pull through. In the face of the ongoing pandemic, the president urged the public to remain vigilant over the Spring Festival.
0: Faced with the challenges of the pandemic, we must confront it calmly, with vigilance and without panic. I'd like to thank all of you who've worked so hard in the fight against COVID. I also urge everyone to lend a hand in this fight by getting vaccinated as soon as possible.
1: On Sunday morning, the president paid a personal visit to Taipei Main Station's Disaster Prevention Center.
0: Epidemic prevention in the transport sector is of utmost importance. It is imperative that all measures be thoroughly carried out, including QR code registration when entering and exiting transport facilities. Disinfection work in carriages and on platforms should be thoroughly performed. Even though we're at level 2 alert right now, we at the Transportation Ministry announced two weeks ago that we would carry out disinfection work in accordance with level 3 guidelines. Key areas include restrooms and train stations and designated dining areas. In the dining areas, immediately after someone finishes their meal, the table surface and dividers are disinfected. QR code registration and crowd control measures are all being carried out.
1: President Tsai- also gave out red envelopes to the staff to wish them a happy holiday season.
0: Over an extraordinary legislative session on January 24th, Taiwan's lawmakers passed amendments for harsher penalties for drunk driving. The amendments came into effect Sunday following the president's promulgation on January 28th. So if you're thinking about drinking and driving over the holiday, think again. According to the new law, for first-time offenders without causing an accident are now subject to imprisonment up to 3 years and a maximum fine of 300,000 NT. Prior to the amendment, the maximum sentence was two years, and the maximum fine was 200,000 NT. Though the prison sentences for drunk drivers who caused fatal accidents or severe injuries have remained the same, the fines for these offenses have been raised. Those who cause severe injuries while driving under the influence will now be subject to a maximum fine of 1 million NT two million NT if the drunk driving resulted in death. The revisions also doubled the prison sentence for repeat offenders from five years to ten years. Repeat offenders can also see their names and photos published. The European Economic and Trade Office has released its fifth episode of Taste of Europe. In this episode, Finland's representative teaches the audience how to make lohi kito. Or Finnish salmon soup. Let's take a look. If we
2: are making a salmon soup, we need a salmon, and we usually have a potato.
3: Mikko Karppinen, representative of the Finland Trade Center in Taiwan, and Michaela Yuha. CEO of Maruli Bakery introduced the ingredients needed to make lohikito. The ingredients include salmon, potato, carrot, spring onion, water, milk, fresh cream, salt, and dill. And one
2: thing that is important is yes. that we have this law in Finland called uh, every man's Rights." Yeah. Yes. So everyman's, everyman's rights. Everyman's rights. So every uh, citizen uh, can always go to the forest and pick all the berries, the mushrooms, the herbs, anywhere. Whatever any time they like Mm. so we peel the skin
3: off the first step is to peel the salmon and potato skin off then cut the salmon carrots and green
0: onions (coughs) after
3: that's done add a bit of butter and boil the ingredients in medium low heat then boil the salmon for three to four minutes
2: next thing goes in is the salmon and it just takes maybe three four minutes it depends on the size of the pieces with the milk, and this is also a very uh, traditional Finnish thing. Mm-hmm. A little bit cream, especially elder people, they like a little bit like a creamy texture. Yep. But nowadays, you can also use uh, oat milk when you do like this, and when the salmon is ready. If it's boiling, it takes maybe three to
4: five minutes.
3: Lastly, boil the milk and season it with salt and dill. The Taste of Europe series features 15 European representatives in Taiwan sharing their culture and demonstrating how to make dishes from their home countries. FTV reporter Stephanie Yang and Zhong Shuhui in Taipei.
0: After wrapping up his visit to Honduras, Vice President Lai Qingde transited the U.S. on his way home. In his stopover in San Francisco, he met with some overseas Taiwanese virtually and used the occasion to thank James Moriarty, chairman of the American Institute in Taiwan. Lai also had a video conference with U.S. House of Representatives Speaker Nancy Pelosi, who has voiced support for Taiwan's participation in the WHO. 大家可以用一個講聲
1: Please give your warmest applause to Chairman Moriarty, who has accompanied me wherever I went in the United States since I arrived in the US. I also want to especially thank everyone for taking the time to go online and share your concerns about the future of Taiwan. I would also like to thank all the overseas Taiwanese who welcomed me in front of the hotel just now. I can fully feel everyone's support for Taiwan. In the future, we will all work together to make Taiwan better and gain respect on the world stage.
0: The vice president is expected to arrive back in his hometown, Tainan, later tonight. He'll undergo PCR testing and begin his 14-day quarantine and seven-day self-health management, after which he'll share with the public the accomplishments of his overseas trip. Chances are that you've heard of the CPBL, but what about the Bulao Baseball League? Founded in 2011, this baseball league is made up of older adults from all walks of life, with the oldest aged 91. You might be wondering, how did this league come about? And is baseball safe to play in old age? The high-intensity sport comes with no small share of scrapes, bumps and challenges. Tonight, in our Sunday special report, we meet the seniors who are tackling these hurdles for the love of the game.
5: 76-year-old Wei Kunhua lives in Suao Township, Yilan. As a young man, he worked in construction. In retirement, he's turned to farming to pass the time. It's been a hard several years. After being stricken by a stroke, he developed diabetes and underwent cataract surgery. With his body failing him more each day, his thoughts occasionally turned to his stronger, youthful self. When he was young, Wei played shortstop on a baseball team. His time on the field is a treasured memory from his high school years. Way over on the other side of town, 66-year-old retiree Lin Guojun also tends to his own vegetable garden. Upon reaching his golden years, Lin couldn't help but feel that something was missing.
2: It's because when you're retired, you don't have to work. It's all very relaxing. But after a week of that, you think, I've got nothing to do. I don't know what to do. How could you not be depressed?
5: Besides feeling unmoored in retirement, Lin also had to contend with his high blood pressure and the mountain of pills his condition required. His only real interest was watching baseball on TV.
2: I liked watching baseball games. I never really had the chance to play. When I was young, everybody was crazy for the little league. I remember how one year Xu Mo was playing at Williamsport. I watched that late into the night.
5: When he speaks of baseball, Lynn's eyes light up, but just after his retirement, it never occurred to him to start playing again in his old age. According to statistics from a social welfare organization, most retirees who engage in sports or activities outside the home are women. Only 10 to 20 percent of engaged retirees are men. When life loses momentum and diseases come knocking, older adults who don't exercise find themselves
4: increasingly prone to depression. Among older adults we encounter in our frontline services, a conservative estimate is that 10% to 20% of them have tendencies toward depression. But if we look at latent cases, I'd say the rate is higher, as high as 40% to 50%. To get these older adults moving, the welfare group decided to fulfill their
5: baseball dreams. It provided an opportunity for baseball lovers to play the game after spending their youth earning a wage. Hands that used to work in farming, construction and fishing are able to take up bats and gloves. The players on this field are in the Lao Baseball League, which was formed by the Hongdao Senior Citizens Welfare Foundation. The league is made up of older men and women across the nation. Since 2011, it's grown to 16 teams from seven cities and counties. The league owes its existence to an 81-year-old with dementia named Luo Binggui.
4: One day he told his social worker that he wanted to play baseball, so we got him a child's toy, a t-ball set for him to try. But later, Grandpa said, that's not real baseball. It turned out that when Grandpa Lo was a child in school, he had played on a baseball team. Dementia is like that for older adults. They forget the things closest to them. Rather, it's the things farthest from them, the childhood memories of their youth that are tucked forever in their heart. In July 2010, his social
5: workers decided to help Grandpa Luo realize this dream. They got together 13 older adults who were also eager to play ball. Grandpa Luo went out on the field in his blue polo, giving the game his all. His joy was so evident and moving, the foundation became determined to bring baseball to more players like
4: him. In grandpa's day, when people were first starting to get TVs, the Taidong red leaves were hugely popular. Lots of older people today remember them. Back in their day, they might have entertained the idea of playing baseball themselves but perhaps their economic circumstances didn't allow it, or their level of schooling prevented it. So our thinking was, we should parlay our project into something bigger.
5: Unlike the other activities organized by the Foundation for the Community, its baseball games had more than 60% male participation.
2: Men don't like folk dancing. As for white dang gong exercises, that's just a lot of shaking your limbs. It seems pointless the activities have to be interesting to them it's not that men don't want to come out
5: once they had decided to participate there was no stopping them come rain or shine on the day of our visit to suel's chilin baseball team a thunderstorm broke out fiercely and suddenly we assumed the older players would wait it out under shelter but they dashed out onto the field ready for practice <laughs>
2: When you find what you're interested in, life has a goal. Since playing baseball, I've had much more energy.
5: Baseball is a high-intensity sport. Young people who play routinely get into bumps and scrapes. It goes without saying that older players do too and with their deteriorating eyesight and degenerating knees, it's hard not to wonder if baseball is an appropriate sport.
2: At the beginning of this, I wasn't in proper form. I was reacting too slowly. A ground ball smashed into my glasses. It broke the bridge of my nose, which started to bleed.
5: In the early years of the Bulao Baseball League, Not a few of the players left the field battered and bruised or unable to cope with the demands of the game. Their coaches would admonish them again and again to put safety first.
0: 47
5: year old Hong Ji Chen is the coach of the Chilin baseball team. He's the fourth one since the founding of the team in 2015. It hasn't been easy to find a good fit.
2: when players have a difference of opinion, they'll just leave the team. Because we're older, if coaches are as strict with us as they are with children, then some of us will push back.
5: Before taking this post, Hung had coached children. After joining the Bulao Baseball League, he made many adjustments to the way that he taught to accommodate a team that was older, more set in its ways, and less aware of its physical limitations.
2: I've been here for almost four years, Since taking this position, I've mostly used positive reinforcement. After all, these players are about the same age as my own parents. I do think that teaching older adults is harder because you can't reprimand them, and you can't force them to do physical training. We're always telling them, don't be shy. If you're not feeling well, remove yourself from the roster.
5: Besides finding a good coach for the Chilean baseball team, another challenge was finding a place to train. Before the team had a field of their own, it would gather on the third floor of the local health center, pushing tables to the sidelines to make room for practice.
4: There were fields at the Riverside Park, but the administrative rules created a problem for us. Because some of the fields were technically softball fields, the government was worried about the prospect of having seniors play baseball on a softball field. For example, could the non-standard field's specifications pose a safety risk? So it was relatively difficult for the Bulao Baseball League to book a field for a fixed time slot. Then
5: one day, Coach Hung discovered a deserted softball field next to Suo's Taiwan Cement Factory. It had been unused for more than a year. Coach Hung proposed that his team move there.
2: I took a look and said, wow, this guardrail is rusty. The original guardrail was very tall and it was about to fall over. The grass on the infield was also very tall. We couldn't afford the cost of renovating that field. I thought about it and then said, okay problem, I have a solution. Tomorrow when we all come to practice, I want everybody to bring a pickaxe.
5: The next day, the team came out in force. Wielding pickaxes, the players attacked the infield, turning sod and pulling weeds. They obtained permission from the government to claim light poles damaged by a typhoon. Then they went to Nanfang Ao to collect discarded fishing nets, which they used to make reeling and protective netting. To protect the players, Bulal Baseball League enlisted the help of scholars and other experts who designed a set of game rules tailored to older players. The distance between bases was shortened from the standard of 27 meters to just 18. Stealing base and sliding into base were strictly prohibited. The league also selected softer baseballs for safer play. Their reflexes are slower, yet they still run hard on the court. Although mistakes and miscatches are commonplace, the players treat every day on the field as a new day. Even as their bodies give in to the inexorable passage of time, they are living each moment to its fullest.